Welcome to Center Scripts. Here we talk about health, wellness, and practical tips for your everyday life. I'm your host, Cami Smith. Welcome to Center Scripts. I am Cami Smith, your host, and I am here with Amanda Myers Ramirez, and she is the lead instructor of Centra Project Search, which is what we're going to be talking about today. And I'm excited to share this with our community because it impacts our community directly. And so I don't want to spoil this incredible program with my tr- like breakdown of how I would explain it because Amanda, you are here and um, you are the expert. So first, tell me about yourself before we dig into talking about what is this wonderful program. Okay. Um, I was really prepared to talk about the program, but I'll talk about <laughs> myself. Um, my name's Amanda, as Cammie said, and I'm um, not originally from here. I'm originally from New Jersey, same as Cammie. Yes. <laughs> um, I relocated here for college and ended up falling in love with Lynchburg and staying. Uh, my husband and I both are in special education um, through a variety of ways in our community. He has a little business that um, works with people with disabilities, and I work for our schools. Um, we have three kids, and yeah, we like to do all the things. Run, we run on an inclusive athletic team, Unite Athletics. Um, we like to camp. We like to be at the lake and do all the all the things with our kids. I love that. And you guys really are plugged in in so many different places. And I know our paths have crossed really insane ways across the board from so uh, my son Weston. I know your husband has been huge in in his success and his growth and and I love that because you you don't just get involved in your local community you guys are like changing the trajectory of so many people's lives and I think that is a huge part of what is so cool about this project search program too because you are changing the future for these students. And um, I'm trying not to get emotional about it, but it's emotional. I'm already a few minutes in and like so, so touched by your words. It's it's amazing. I love what you guys are doing. It's so Um, personal, right? I mean, there's nothing more personal than, than in this business that we're in working with people and working with people's kids. And especially after we've both, my husband and I have been in this field for 20 years, you you work with so many families. So you really become such a part of of your community. And it's hard not to get emotional about, yeah. about seeing growth in people that maybe otherwise, um, would have had obstacles and challenges. And then to change that course or not, I don't want to give us credit, but any, any part of changing that course is just yes. such a special thing. Yeah. It's a really big deal. So we don't ever want that to go unthanked or overlooked. Um, but let's talk a little bit about project search. So, it is international. Like This is a yeah. huge program. So tell us about the Project Search program first, just a large scale. Yeah, so definitely, humbly, we are not, I think a lot of people look at our program and it's amazing, but we always have to thank um, the founder, Erin Riley. She founded Project Search about 20 years ago um, at Cincinnati, Cincinnati Children's Hospital. Okay. Um, she was a nurse and she saw... A need. Um, she met a young lady um, that had Down syndrome, and she saw an opportunity to teach and to give this person the opportunity for employment. Um, and through that, and through that growth, um, Project Search was really born. And now, Project Search has over 500 programs. It's international. Many of our programs are in the United States, but we're also in the UK and um, 
over in India, lots of programs um, around the globe. So our program here in Lynchburg is one of about 35 in the Commonwealth. Um, Many project search programs are at major hospital networks. That's really common Mm -hmm. because what they see is a variety of transferable skills. So many different types of jobs, people, food, data, clerical, cleaning, um, all the different things that make a hospital run, all the behind the scenes, whether it's our amazing landscapers, um, our grounds crew, you know, people that are up refilling prescriptions and taking labs, all of the moving parts mm-hmm. um, are all amazing jobs that people could learn skills with and either do here or take out into the community. Okay. That's amazing. Yeah. So there's really not anything that is... Um, there are no closed doors more or less for these students who are stepping into this. And it's an internship program, correct? Yeah. So they come to us um, typically when, after they've graduated from their high school-based program, um, our students are placed here through a pretty lengthy process. We, we do an application process and an assessment. Mm-hmm. Um, all of our students are placed here through their IEP team, which they're a part of. So it's a school-based team that looks at what's best for their education. Mm-hmm. They come here typically in what we consider to be their final year or the end of their eligibility. So they're, okay. they're older students. They're 18 to 22 years old, um, and they come here for 10 months. And during that 10 months, they participate in three unique internships. Okay. We say unique internships because we really like to challenge them, give them different opportunities. A lot of them come to us and say, well, I know I want to be in a kitchen or I know I want to be in grounds. Um, but we like to kind of test different things and see what they really like because it's always amazing to see a student who thought that they knew they wanted to do a job, try a different job and really love it. That's incredible. So there was a video that I was watching, I think sometime last week, and it was of our recent graduating class. Mm-hmm. I think his name is Christopher. And something he shared was um, that he he loved being challenged and doing things he didn't think he could do otherwise. And I had to pause it because that's such a powerful statement because I think when you have students with really unique disabilities, they're told so often, whether directly or it's implied, what they can't do. There's not a huge focus or I mean, and that's changing, but currently there's not a huge focus on what they can do, trying to reshape that and change the conversation. And this is a really cool program that does exactly that. It's changing the conversation instead of talking about what they can't do. I love that there's, I didn't know that otherwise, the three different opportunities. So they're doing three different things over the course of 10 months. And they're also a part of a team, like an internship team. So is there like team building or um, different things where they're learning to work with other people involved in that as well, outside of just the internship? Yeah, there's a lot of collaboration with um, their departments. So we, we identify a mentor and that's one of our Centra caregivers that's Um, able to come in and step in in that department and teach them some skills too and Mm -hmm. kind of facilitate a community for them, whether it's going to lunch with them on their lunch breaks or kind of giving them opportunities. If it's, for example, I think of like materials management, when it's materials management week, they participate, they do the barbecue, they get the shirt, Um, nutrition services when they do their special things. If they're an intern there, they get to participate. Um, I kind of want to circle back your words really I feel like we could have ended the podcast there with, <laughs> with this concept that there's such a focus on what people can't do. Yeah. Um, 
And even being in special education for so many years, you know, we we so often have to look at what are their weaknesses, what are their deficits. You know, when we come to their their annual meetings, we mm-hmm. talk about, you know, what are their goals because of their weaknesses. And yeah. and there is this unfortunate awareness and focus on what this child can't do, mm-hmm. um, what makes them different, what is their disability. Mm-hmm. Um, and I used to think that Project Search was a program for individuals with disabilities. And the longer I've been a part of this, this is going into my seventh year now, mm-hmm. the more I realize that we really celebrate what their ability is. You know, none of us are hired. None of us have our job. As we sit here today, you don't have your amazing marketing job because of your weaknesses. You have it because of your strengths, because what makes you great at what you do. Mm -hmm. And why not give that to every individual? So when we look at our students, sure, you know, you look at Christopher, he has a visual impairment. He has quite a few needs. He has quite a few barriers that would have made it challenging for him to work. But Let's look at what he can do. Mm-hmm. He's amazingly organized. He's always on time. He has the best smile and mm-hmm. jokes, you know. And all of our students have that. All of our students have that story of not just what they can't do, but what they can do. And we celebrate that. Yeah. So let's talk about this recent graduating class. You had, was it 12 students? We had eight. So oh, eight so, I'm students. so sorry. We had seven. You okay. have to edit me. <laughs> we had seven. Okay. So... So you had seven students who recently graduated. What what does that mean for them now? Where do they go next and how has this impacted that? Yeah, so the goal of Project Search is to get and to keep a job. So it's kind of a two-part process. We not only teach work skills mm-hmm. so that they can gain inclusive employment in their community or or here if they were offered a position here, but then also keep that job. So maintaining employment is a really big piece of that because mm-hmm. we find when we track individuals with disabilities Sometimes they're able to gain employment, but because of either social barriers, communication barriers, transportation barriers, various things, Mm -hmm. they can't maintain it long term. So our goal is really that they keep that job. So out of those seven interns, um, a couple have actually been offered employment here at Centra. One starts on Monday, one started last week. Um, Another student has been offered employment in the community. Um, And the goal for the other four is to work through what we consider a job development process. It's in collaboration with DARS, um, which is a partner organization of ours, and Stand Up Incorporated, which um, they're a partner of ours. They do amazing work in the community. It's it's an employment service organization. Okay. So they help individuals with disabilities through coaching, job coaching, job support. Okay. So they're kind of there on site with individuals helping them. Oh, wow. So they'll, they'll actually go, Stand Up will actually go with these interns um, and follow them in their employment and and hopefully as soon as they can gain independence, kind of fade out. Wow. So there's constant support. Oh, yeah. So DARS will continue to track our students and work with them. Um, it's definitely one of the things I love about our program. I think mm-hmm. a lot of people look at our outcomes um, as a whole, Project Search as a whole, and wonder how do they do that? You know, sometimes yeah. colleges don't have that level of success placing all individuals that they have graduate. And mm-hmm. how do how do we do that? And I think the real answer is community. It It's a, it's a braided funding program. Our partnership with Centra, our partnership with the schools, DARS and Stand Up, mm-hmm. it really, it makes it work because there's such a support network. They, these students really deserve that. Yeah. Um, 
and I think every individual, right? We would all be so oh, lucky gosh. to have a community rallying around us. Yes, I probably would have benefited greatly <laughs> right. from someone just helping me those first few years, getting a job, stepping out on my own. Yep. And so, yeah, figuring it out. And so the fact that we can do that for these students is huge. I'm sure it plays very closely in with their success. And so you mentioned a little bit about an application process that it's a very extensive application process. So Mm -hmm. how would a student become a part of Project Search initially? Yeah, so currently our program serves uh, individuals in Lynchburg City Schools and Campbell County Schools. Okay. It's actually a pretty big um, fingerprint because especially our Campbell County Schools extend so far out yeah. um, into the Gretna area and, and Alta Vista and whatnot. So we serve students from those schools. As I said, they're graduates, so mm-hmm. they come to us after they've graduated. Our, stu- our students have earned an applied studies diploma, so they're mm-hmm. identified as having... A, disabil- a disability having mm-hmm. an IEP. So they come to us through an application process. They apply for Project Search. Typically, they're identified from their school or their case manager at their school. Mm-hmm. Um, some people hear about our program. Maybe they've been part of DARS, which is mm-hmm. our partnering agency, um, and they get referred to us. So once they apply, we go through all of our applications once a year, typically around January, mm-hmm. and then we do an on-site assessment. So we bring them here for a full day. Um, we had about 15 applicants this year. Wow. We bring them here all day. They participate in various job skills. We kind of um, just see what they what they like about our program, what we like about them. It's kind of an opportunity for them to interview us as much as us interview them and see if yeah. they would want to be here and be a part of this. Um, and then okay. from that, our steering committee picks eight interns. So we have eight identified for next year that will come. So they've already been identified. Yep. So oh, we wow. we do this process pretty early on. Like I said, okay. the applications go out in January. We typically do our assessment by March. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that way we're in a good position to onboard them on our yeah. center family and, and go through all of that um, and also get them ready through their IEP to mm-hmm. come here. Okay. So um, that's really exciting. So we already have our next class yeah. there. I'm sure they're getting excited. Amazing. We have four from Lynchburg and four from Campbell. We're oh, really cool. excited. Yeah. Okay. So how can the community be a part of this? Yeah. So, I mean, our our program is relatively small still. I mean, mm-hmm. our impact is large. We're we're across 30 different um, internship sites here at Centra. We meet a lot of people mm-hmm. here in our Centra family, but out in the community, it's a small number. I mean, eight students over the course of how many graduates and students there are is, yeah. is tiny. I think the biggest piece and the biggest takeaway is just inclusion in general in the workforce yes, and just kind of a sensitivity and an awareness. I think... Um, John Martin, one of our nutrition service directors, spoke at graduation, and he said something really powerful that's been stirring in my brain ever since. He was talking about when we're trying to teach a student and they don't learn the way that we're teaching, Mm -hmm. then we need to change the way we teach. And it really stuck with me and resonated with me because so often when you have an individual with a disability, maybe a social disability or a learning disability, we want to change them to fit our mold of what we need in the workplace or for reading or for a test or for a standard. And we don't often stop to think about, they already have enough barriers. They're already working so hard to meet what is normal or standard or typical. Mm -hmm. Why not meet them and, and meet them where they are and 
teach the way they need to learn. So for people that are out there listening that um, are part of a small local business or own a business, if there's individuals that come that want to work that have a disability, I say never count them out. If anything, I have found in my experience over 20 years, these are the best employees. They bring the most joy, the biggest smiles, the biggest commitment, mm-hmm. um, and so often can change the environment of, of the entire workplace. Yeah, yeah. You know what I love in um, this past, I think it was March, we celebrated autism awareness, mm-hmm. but it has shifted from awareness to acceptance. Yeah. And I think across the board, that's so vital. I mean, awareness is huge when it comes to understanding people who have any disability, but acceptance is so much more difficult for communities, really, because uh, awareness is education, and so that does have to come first, but then you taking that next step of opening your doors, opening your business, and taking a chance, I think that it's powerful, and the message to, to send to our community is look how these students are being prepared. They're, they're, they're ready to step into these positions and to maybe just change your perspective slightly to like what you said, these could be the best employees mm-hmm. that you end up having and to just take that chance and to take that welcoming first step. Yeah. I really like that they re rebranded that, you know, we've yes. been, my husband and I've been in the field since early 2000s and it was always autism awareness month, which yeah. we loved. We loved educating our community on these amazing learners, but mm-hmm. I agree with you. I think acceptance is the piece that has to come. I mean, it's it's not enough anymore to say, yeah, we know you're there and we know about you and yeah. and that's, you know, that's that's nice. We'll like you or, you know, yes. we'll, we'll play with you on the playground or whatever it may mm-hmm. be. But to actually accept and welcome in to our communities, to our to our schools, to our classrooms, yeah. to our play groups, whatever it may be, um, is I feel this kind of triggered a thought with the inclusive athletic team that we do. Um, it's not related to project search, but we work with individuals for races. We mm-hmm. um, use specially designed chairs to bring them on race courses and include them in like the Virginia 10 miler, for example. Oh, wow. And I think that what's so powerful about that is that's any of us, right? I think, you know, every person deserves the opportunity to be included. And some people look at that and don't maybe understand, but I always feel like, gosh, like a, one car accident, one one split thing could, could make me a person that would utilize mm-hmm. a wheelchair. And would I not want to be included yeah. in all of these opportunities? And I think there's so much power in realizing that yeah that's somebody else's child but that's our child like Mm -hmm. that's all of our yeah you know everyone in our community matters and we are all um a part of the responsibility to care for their outcome and their success yeah what is one message about project search that you wish the community knew or that you would like to relay like you ever have that burning question when you walk away from an interview and you're like, oh, I wish I was asked this. I wish I could have talked about this. Is there anything? I think when I think of Project Search, for me, it's it's we're helping students, right? Mm-hmm. But how much more they give us. Um, and I think that a lot about my role, a lot of people say, oh, it must take a special person to do that. Or, oh, that's so great that you do that. Or, you know, like... 
it, it's so nice that you volunteer with these people, but yeah. so often I'm like, you're, you're kind of missing it. Like you're missing, you're, you're missing out. If you don't see what I see, yeah. how much more these amazing individuals, yes, with disabilities, but amazing abilities teach us yeah. and teach their workplace. I mean, I've seen it firsthand. Even this year, we we had interns um, in various departments and people are tired. I mean, the pandemic's been hard. It's it's staffing's low. It's hard to, to find workers in certain departments. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just been a hard time in the workforce. But I have seen our students come in and be be willing to work, show up, have a smile, and their coworkers, their neurotypical, yeah. you know, their 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 coworkers are like, huh? Well, Cami has a great attitude. Like, I yeah, here, here we are. Let's yeah. do this. Um, so I just I think that the takeaway for me is just that, just bigger than Project Search, just inclusion in general. Yeah. And when we think about that word, being really being pointed to inclusion of these unique individuals. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much You're Amanda, so welcome. for taking the time to talk about this. And, um, and we'll include some links in the description so that people can just go to the website and learn about it and see how incredible it is. I mean, I saw today that they just opened one in Iceland. Like this is, yeah. this is all over the world and, and it's sending ripples that are changing the way people are including and accepting and just educating themselves on what's possible. So go check that out. If you guys have a minute, um, check out the description. We'll put some links in there to Project Search. And thank you guys for joining in today and listening to Center Scripts.